This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. It's almost impossible for us to know what the exact cost, and it's hard for us to say that's exactly what was happening in Uvalde, but it's likely that this is affecting the way that police do their jobs. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Hello, everyone. I've uh, just tested negative for COVID-19 after isolating for five days. Thankfully, I'll now be able to return to work in person, but I, I want to thank you all for your well wishes, your prayers uh, over this past week and the calls I've gotten. I also want to thank the medical team here at the White House uh, for the incredible care they gave me. Fortunately, God thankfully, thank God willing, there was, my symptoms were mild, my recovery was quick, and I'm feeling great. I just want to hear him say Paxlovid again. Can you can I just hear that? Because that was my favorite part of this whole thing. Go ahead and do that again. Millions of Americans have used Paxlovid. Paxlovid, excuse me. Paxlovid. <laughs> I tell you what. I, I, I think it's I, I used it. <laughs> he thinks he used it? No. Paxlovid, including me. So okay. All right. Well we'll take we'll take that. Okay. He thinks he's used the Paxlovid. We'll avoid. Whatever it is. Gosh. So he was in the Rose Garden. He says he's tested negative. He's back. He's out of his uh, hidey hole here. He's back. Did you notice that he was not actually working? I don't know. He said he was in the he was in uh, the office working the whole time. Welcome to the show. I can't believe it's Thursday. I reject that. I it's Wednesday. It's or no, it's almost Thursday. I reject that it's even Wednesday. It feels like a Tuesday. Doesn't it feel like a Tuesday? It does. It does. This week is going by fast. Coming up later on, we have my friend Charles Payne who's going to be joining us because tomorrow is going to be nuts. And I'll have a whole separate thing for you with all that information in there. I'm not doing it now because it's not out now. But the uh, economic storm is upon us and it is a doozy. So we have a lot of numbers out tomorrow and we're going to preview some of that with Charles Payne coming up later this hour. So right now, this is what we've got going on. We have a a number of things. We have the Senate doing the semiconductor thing, looking at that bill, which we've talked about on the show. I had that conversation with you because it very, you know, it's crony capitalism. And I understand the arguments that some people are making that, no, 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 we need this because this has to do with national security. But, you know, there's a million things that you could have done leading up to that. Uh, we're going to talk about that more. Let me set you up, though, with what we have, what is what is going to, what is taking place. So we have the semiconductor bill uh, that the Senate is 
that's that uh, that's the tax credit bill. It's going to it's I mean, it's going to pass. It's 70. What is it? Seventy nine billion dollars. There is the accusation that some have made that a lot of this is going to be. I mean, you could still essentially have some of this benefiting China. And I understand that argument. I mean, it is subsidizing U.S. made semiconductor chips. And they had a they got over really the last hurdle that they needed to to limit debate. And it was a procedural vote that they had in the Senate uh, yesterday. So now this is it's there's a lot of discussion over this bill. It's I, I have my issues with it. Uh, because it's a it's it's a handout is essentially what it is. It's a it's it's it is. I mean, I don't know how she how she say it. And I really can't stand the argument that well, I guess then you want the United States to be vulnerable and you want to compromise our national security. No, we just wanted to go about this an entirely different way that didn't include this. Maybe some smarter legislation. So this the version that passed, the version that's going through this because there's been a couple of different versions of this. And, there, and it's bipartisan. There's like 16 Republicans, I think, that are getting involved in it. I mean, technically, it's like 52 billion, but I read it goes up to like 70 if they if they're able to keep some key things in. But there's what about the the legislation? I mean, that's it's it is a boost. It's it's said there's a lot of semiconductor subsidies. There's an 80 billion dollar boost to the National Science Foundation. Um, there's some I've just I've got a lot of questions and some say that this bill could actually hurt u.s efforts more than make us more sustainable or competitive because there's some protections that have been that were passed uh last year that funded efforts to counter the ccp their propaganda and to make it easier for the u.s to interact with taiwanese uh, counterparts so apparently the schumer bill doesn't include that so we'll keep an eye on this bill. This, in addition to uh, the whole issue, the delegation that Nancy Pelosi is leading to Asia coming up in August. So there's a couple of stops. Apparently, it's like South Korea going to Japan. And then, you know, right in around in there, they want to stop off at Taiwan. And she, I don't, it's, she's, it's only been floated out there that she's going to Taiwan. Uh, Mitch McConnell says China wins if Pelosi doesn't go. And that she's she hasn't said that she isn't going to go. I think at this point, because it's all out there, you can't say that you're not going. You have to go. And furthermore, I think it's ridiculous that we wouldn't. Now, the concerns because Beijing said, oh, this is this is escalation. You're escalating this when actually I mean, it's China that's been escalating this. China's been trying to cut off access to Taiwan Strait. They, I mean, they've they've been trying to cut off access, which, by the way, severely impacts trade. And also, we have a number of naval ships that go through that area. So you're also you're also restricting U.S. naval activity. So the state media, controlled by the CCP, has been pushing. Oh, well, we might have a military response if Pelosi goes to Taipei. Although they won't actually be incredibly specific about it. Most everything that they have to go by is what they're mouthpieces are saying on twitter i mean that's ultimately it like for instance they have this remark from one of their government stooges that was on july 21st saying chinese mainland will not confirm in advance how to counter pelosi's provocation but the u.s and taiwan authorities will definitely pay a high price for her visit this will ultimately this will be ultimately a military game a good show full of suspense really that's you guys are stooges this is so ridiculous 
but she can't cancel this because this is ridiculous at this point also. And I realized, too, that you can't entirely, when you look at the two biggest production, the two biggest producers of semiconductors, it's, and it's Taiwan, and then second is actually South Korea. And ultimately, that's, I think, the real point of this whole delegation is that's, that's, what, that's what this is all about. However, though, remember what I was just telling you about Taiwan Strait and the South China Sea, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, either of those two entities would be, effective, would be affected if uh, China decided to show some sort of military action and try to cut off distribution of these these manufactured semiconductors, which is a reason that the United States needs to be a little bit, needs to be more self-sustaining on this. However, we've never, we haven't made any of the investments into it. I understand the payoff later if, if, it's, if it's presented to the people as you're investing in national security, and this is one of the things under Article 1, Section 8 as, D, as a DOD project that, uh, that, you know, that constitutionally you can pay towards, but they haven't done any of that. They're just now it's like, oh, well, we're going to give some subsidies and we're going to do it like this. There's a way just because you can do it like this doesn't make it correct, especially when you've ignored every other opportunity to do it the right way constitutionally with full consent of the voter. So that's what this whole that's what her whole delegation that she's leading to Asia is all about. Now, a few other things to hit. What the heck was going on with this clip? With Biden and him not blinking. You do you know those those old timey baby dolls that you would lean them back, and their eyes would close. They had real heavy lashes. It's like when people get eyelash, fake eyelashes that are too big or too heavy for their lid, and they look like those baby dolls where the eyes close when you lean them back, and then you know you tip them over. So this this is kind of what he looked like. He was so wide eyed he didn't blink. And there's so many edited versions of this video out now because people are just they're laughing hysterically over it. He had tweeted uh, a couple of days ago and then the meme started where he was saying that uh, talking about January 6th and I don't know what the hell was wrong with him. You can't be pro insurrection and pro cop. And I'm just thinking this is the guy who also his party wanted to defund the police and in many cities actually voted to do that austin texas was one where their city council made that move so wouldn't that make you actually pro insurrection and anti-cop but did you can i just aside from his insane message what is up with his face it's was the was the light too bright i don't understand could have been paxlovid maybe it was the paxlovoided I don't know, however he said it. It was really bizarre, really bizarre. Anyway, to this point, he signaled when he came out and started making this rant. His whole point was he was signaling the new messaging for Democrats. Guys, they're making, they're making a move. They've decided that they are going to unify around a new midterm message. And you want to know what that midterm message is? Want to know? The Republicans, guys, are the party of the extremists. That's really lame. That's so. That's why he went out with us. That's why he had this video, because guys, they're the party of the extremists. So goofy. Yeah, they don't care. Seventy-five percent of voters want someone other than Biden in twenty twenty-four. New CNN poll. And. I don't think that this this new messaging is going to work. It's just not. It really isn't. Uh, it, it's just it's 
I'm just kind of amazed. Not focusing on, they can't talk about the economy. They can't talk about the recession. They can't, I mean, what do they have? What successes do they have? For real, I'm being very generous here. What do they got? Nothing. Think about it. Really work, I want you to just stop with the, forget about politics for a second. Really consider what it is that they have actually succeeded in doing. Now, do you, that's, I know. What have they, they haven't, so this is what they have. This is their, uh, this is their, their want, their, their new message. Now, with this, there's also, let me pull this up, because I saw very interesting analysis this morning over in Washington Examiner. They think that they may have a better chance of holding on to some majority in one of the chambers, even in spite of Biden's you know, lacking support and total freefall. So there was, this is 538, they concluded yesterday that the generic congressional ballot polling, which asks respondents if they would vote for a nameless Republican or Democrat in their district, is actually a more accurate predictor of midterm results than the approval ratings for president. And they, they're clinging to this. The 538 survey, they said generic polling, they said miss the House National popular vote the the margin by two and a half points on average compared to a five and a half point margin of error for presidential approval ratings so they think that as a result of this that that means they're a little bit more competitive against republicans in 2022 than biden's approval alone suggests however what they're forgetting is enthusiasm and that is largely measured by the guy at the top and largely encouraged or diminished by the guy at the top. I mean, we there's nothing in the legislation that they are pushing as of right now that gets them that gets people very excited. Nothing. And I told you the abortion, all of that was going to wane as we rolled into late summer. So it's a real hot mess. Coming up, the monkeypox language Olympics. Goodness, there tr- were there. In fact, there is there are some officials. New York City's urging uh, the World Health Organization to rename monkeypox to avoid stigmatizing effects. Not even making this up. We're going to get into this. We're going to get into the sticker shock hitting everything, including ice cream trucks. Charles Payne will join us. We have a lot. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or 
text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white-hot focus, or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Okay, so the Leave It to Beaver older brother Tony Dow is not dead his wife said he was dead and they posted it on his actual official Facebook page which is why everyone's like oh my gosh the guy's kicked the bucket he's he has shuffled off this mortal coil but no Dow's management said his wife Lauren Shulkin thought he was and passed that message to his team she is reportedly distraught over the error and they said, can you understand it's been a tough time for her? They deleted the... I've got questions. I mean, with respect to her her tough time, how do you get something like that incorrect? I, how? I need to come back to this. So bookmarking this. Uh, the principal of Uvalde's elementary school is placed on paid leave for failing to get the classroom's broken door, the lock, fixed, which allowed that murderer to enter and murder 19 children and two adults which were teachers that's that was a long time coming i mean for heaven's sake 52 percent of americans surveyed said that they're afraid of something or someone every single day what a sad thing that's that that's horrible and apparently younger americans are even more affected by this And European gas prices are on the rise as Russia starts cutting the gas flow and oil and all so much other so many other things. Charles Payne next. When you want an affordable, consistent meat option for your family, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers believe there is no quality like American quality and that everyone deserves to know where their meat comes from. Delivering 100% American, never imported meat straight to your door, Good Ranchers products have no added hormones or antibiotics. Cattle are pasture-raised, chickens are free-range, and Good Ranchers farms use the most innovative techniques to ensure every cut of meat hits your table a cut above the rest. The T-bones, burgers, ribeye, and chicken are all some of the best I've had. Everything is hand cut and trimmed, individually vacuum sealed and flash frozen to ensure superior quality. So right now use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Get premium steakhouse quality meat without the premium prices. Visit goodranchers.com slash Dana and save $30 off your next order plus free express shipping. Eat seriously delicious food from goodranchers.com slash Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Not the technical definition. In terms of the technical definition, it's not a recession. That is not the actual definition of a recession. The technical definition of a recession. Uh, what? yeah, the technical definition of a recession. We, we know what it is. It's the two quarters of slowed growth. I'm not an economist, 
But your hostess, Dana, last year did take Econ 101 freshman year college. So I know a little bit about something. And of course, I'm a homeowner and I purchase goods like all of you. You can see what's in your bank accounts. You all know. Joining me right now, my very good friend, the illustrious money man, Charles Payne, host of Making Money with Charles Payne, which you can watch weekdays, 2 to 3 ET on Fox Business. And he has been all over this. So my good friend, Charles, as always, welcome. Thank you so, so much for being generous with your time. I can't believe that we are fighting over the redefinition of a recession instead of talking about what we can do to get out of it. We're talking about the Biden administration. Oh, my goodness. I just... It is so. I'm just so frustrated beyond words. Every single thing has to be about closing, selling, embellishing. You know, uh, just you know. Okay, you, you passed the COVID test. Go back to work. But instead, you know, we did all this great stuff. Yeah, you had over a million people die the first year you were in office. Give me a break. Now this recession thing. Yeah, they're bracing themselves. We get the GDP number tomorrow, and maybe, maybe it comes in positive, but there's a great chance that it could be negative. Now, if you remember, the first quarter was a surprise. That was a negative GDP. And all mm-hmm. of the financial media, as they always do, circled the wagons around President Biden. Well, it's not a really a big deal because uh, inventories and this and that. Of course, we had a huge GDP number in the fourth quarter of last year, and we celebrated it as a sign of amazing progress. But that was all inventory. So, you know, listen, the bottom line here is this administration – instead of coming up with solutions, believes that messaging, 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 and of course their messages have backfired. It's been so abysmal, and it just it's frustrating as a citizen, and it's frustrating as someone who just thinks, hey, this is, you're playing with fire. Right? Yeah. You just talked about it. You know, this is economics. It's a, it comes from a Greek word, about, and it means, you know, home economics. It begins with managing your home. That's what it's all about. You know, and, 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 you know, so instead of coming up with concrete ways to make life easier or better, uh, and, you know, for Americans, they come up with excuses. So this is what they're trying to do. Yeah. The National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, is the one that officially timestamps recessions or what they call the business cycle. Uh, and it's, it's eight people. At one point, Ben Bernanke was on it, you know, so it has all these, like, illustrious folks on it, Right. Right. They are so late, Dana. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> well, it take them a year stuff. back in 2008? I mean, by the let time me, everybody knew we were in a recession? Well, let me tell you, first, the, to, to, for, to, to give you a recession, right, the time stamp, the last four recessions, it took them nine months, eight months, 12 months. <laughs> now, the last one, it only took them four months, but here's the deal. It was over in two months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any <laughs> So, so this is what the administration's doing. At this rate, they'll definitely get through the midterms without this thing being time-stamped. So they'll say oh. between now and the rest, and through the midterms, we are not officially in recession. No matter how bad it is, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how painful life is for the average American, they will, they're going to run with this into the midterms. And this is so all to avoid them being able to pin this, because that's all that matters. They just don't want to right. pin on them, on this administration. Right. right. Now, now, when it's over, forget about it. Uh, you know, it takes, to your point, it takes even longer for them to figure out when it's over. You know, I, I mentioned that the last recession only lasted two months. Well, the NBER didn't figure that out. Uh, it ended in April 2020. They didn't figure it out until July 19, 2021. So, I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, the base policy on this, the base of talking points on this, 
this is okay. This is fine for the academics and the eggheads and, and the record books if you want to do that. In real life, we have a, a problem right now that we have not had in four decades, and, and people are looking for solutions. Exactly. We're talking to my friend Charles Payne. You can watch him on Fox Business weekdays, 2 to 3 Eastern, making money with Charles Payne. The, uh, the rate hike, this is bad because we have the CPI numbers, GDP's Thursday, CPI's Friday, and apparently we get another rate hike potentially in September. This is, this is just a perfect economic storm. I think I heard someone classified as a Category 5 economic <laughs> storm. Yeah. And going into the holiday, because then you get through midterms, then you go into the holiday season. Um, th- what is this going to look like by the time we get to November? Oh, boy. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> you know, and, and this is really, uh, really sad in many ways, because this is really uh, self-induced, right? This is a, a serious... Yeah. We, you know, the, the administration, the Biden administration shot itself in the foot and, you know, uh, and, and really destroyed everything by with that one point nine trillion dollars. That's it was just money that wasn't needed. Uh, it created this what they call a wage spiral where no one wanted to work because why would you if you were getting paid not to? Uh, and, and it's created this inflation spiral, this runaway inflation. So now the Federal Reserve is the only entity out there that can deal with this. And they're tasked with the job of having to break the economy. They, they want to deliberately increase the number of people who are unemployed. They want to deliberately slow down the rate of wage increases. They want to deliberately derail the housing boom. I mean, think about that for a moment. We've got an, un- an entity out there that none of us have a voice in. Uh, you know, none of us get to vote on who's in charge of it. They don't answer to anyone. And their job right now, and by the way, they've been given in March in orders by President Biden in public and in private uh, to, to break the backs of this economy. So uh, anytime they see resolve, uh, you know, too much spending here, too, uh, a good housing number there, they keep, they're going to keep layering it on. And it's so unfair. Think, you know, put yourself back last year. You, you go to the mailbox and the government has sent you a check. You didn't do anything for it. They sent it to you. Great. They want you to yeah. spend it. Of course you go out and spend it. You keep getting these checks. You're like, I don't know where the hell they're coming from, <laughs> but they keep coming. <laughs> I got one for the kids. I got one for the rent. <laughs> I got one for uh, just being me because I'm so wonderful like one of those Royale commercials, right? <laughs> because you deserve it. You know what I mean? I'm looking in the mirror like, oh, you're so cute. You got a check. <laughs> so... You got all these checks, and you're out there, and like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get me some Louis Vuitton sneakers. I never had a pair of those before. So you're out there spending this money like crazy in inflation. You know, we already had a powder keg. The Federal Reserve set up a powder keg with all this money they've been pumping for years. So it sparked, and it blew up. Now you're going to be punished for spending that money that was given to you to spend in the first place. Exactly. Gosh, what a trick. It is an absolute bait and switch on this and i mean i hope people remember this going into midterms talking to charles Payne. i wanted to ask you too i now i don't think from what i understand from what i've read that they've actually made this happen this kind of gets into further tanking of the economy because in addition to everything that we've seen with the printing of money the you know the quote-unquote stimulus you know we have all these bad numbers that are coming in this week then we see that you know the sec and i was reading this a couple of weeks ago with roll call and, and a couple of other places 
are are looking to get into what we have seen in the Netherlands and Sri Lanka and what Canada is getting ready to do with these ESG, these environmental disclosures, and and actually using investment as a way to to shepherd these companies into getting with the climate change behavior. Uh, yep. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that because, I mean, there were there were police shooting at farmers in the Netherlands and there were people rioting in Sri Lanka and all of this is being pinned on this ESG and what their government decided to force them into. Is that, could that be a, a legitimate reality here? Absolutely. You know, I've been warning Jeez. about this for years, years, Dana. You know, I'm always ahead of people on this kind of stuff. Yes, you are. I saw at the very beginning... And let me tell you, some of the largest folks out there, I had them on my show. I, I grilled them on my show about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Hermes and some of these other large, huge, multi-trillion dollar funds. It's worse in Europe. And this is, by the way, it's already affected us. It's not even about it going into effect. It's going to get on, go on steroids. But one of the reasons I oil uh, gasoline is so high is that you cannot fund a major project in America because you can't get the money from Wall Street. It doesn't qualify under environmental, social, and governance, wow. ESG. So it's already had a major impact on middle-class America, lower-income America, uh, but it's going to get a lot worse. So the SEC just added a, a, a new commissioner uh, straight from Nancy Pelosi's office. And the SEC is going to be looking at all of the different sort of things that, uh, you know, your disclosure, uh, you got to explain every time you report your earnings how your company's uh, business impacts the environment. Uh, you know, there's going to be some kind of social scores attached to that. The same thing with the Federal Reserve. They're being pushed to do something very similar. Uh, and, it's, and it's so crazy. You know, the EU yesterday said they're going to cap, they're going to the, the decrease uh, by natural gas use by 15% in every country. Now, of course, some countries are saying, are you nuts? You know, Portugal's upset, Greece is upset, Italy's upset. Yeah. They're Mediterranean countries. Like, we yeah. might need a little AC, you know. So, <laughs> it's and, a little hot here. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if you look at where Germany and France, where their electricity rates are going to be this winter, honestly, no one there could afford it. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's already baked into the cake. So they're, they're ostensibly saying this is why we need to do this and we need your help. But really, this is all, again, gets back to ESG. Mm-hmm. Also, when you start to curb natural natural gas, right, then you also hurt your fertilizer market. Yep. I cannot believe what we are watching. We are watching people deliberately. This is suicide. Yeah. I don't know is. what it, the word I, is. I know there's got to be a side for when you, when you kill a nation or when you kill a continent. Whatever that is, it applies here. It absolutely. is absolutely mind-boggling, Dana, that they have decided that mankind is too much of a threat to Earth that we really have to kill ourselves. And that's what they're doing. They won't admit it, but that's what's happening. And it's always the people making the rules that exempt themselves from said Oh, yeah. The rest the of us got to live with never, it. The private jets yeah. are never covered in this stuff. Exactly. Never covered. The, the, yeah, the, I read a, I read a thing where they, yeah. they were given uh, uh, exceptions to people with giant yachts from certain yeah. European nations. Yeah, yachts, How nice. yachts uh, gigantic yeah. mansions with the footprint of a small country, third world country, all of them are exempted. They're all Lovely. because they see themselves above us. Right. They see themselves as the folks who are implementing this on our behalf. It's, you know, listen, we wouldn't know. They're doing it for our good. They're doing it for the good of the planet. And so maybe this is their small reward uh, to be able to do that. But it's all because they need to be able to travel from place to place without uh, getting stuck at the airport for 12 hours like everybody else.
Yes, exactly. Like all the rest of us. Our friend Charles yeah. Payne, making money with Charles Payne weekdays, 2 to 3 Eastern on Fox Business. And you can follow him on Twitter, CV Payne as well. Charles, my friend, always appreciate you being the canary in the coal mine on this stuff. And thanks so much for your time today. I'm always glad you enjoy talking up, with though. you. You're, you're great picking it up. Let's keep the word out there because it's, it's a, a gazillion of us against just a handful of them. And we just can't let them do that. They're, they're going to do to America what they've already done to Europe. Yes, can't sir, let it that's happen. true. Can't let it happen. That is true. Charles Payne, everybody. Charles, thank you, my friend. All right. See you later. Take care. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. So I like the show Stranger Things, and I've watched all of the, all three seasons. They're doing, the fourth one is the last one, and apparently it's only going to be a handful of episodes. So GQ, surprisingly, has a piece where they're slamming Netflix for retconning Stranger Things. They're, meaning they're retroactively editing them and they claim which i agree that it is part of a dangerous tv trend now the problem this is what ended up happening so in the very the first season of stranger things right you have nancy wheeler who is the like one of the heroines of the show she's the older sister to one of the main main kids and then you have Will's brother. What's his brother's name? I never remember his brother's name because I don't like him. Uh, oh, was it was it Jonathan? Yeah, it was Jonathan. So he was the like weird kind of nerd that ended up him and Nancy ended up getting together, and she left the you know best mom Steve for you know him. And I want Steve and Nancy to get back, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, so Jonathan, it was character development. He when he was in school that first season, he was a photographer and he was like really creepy taking these weird pictures of Nancy from behind bushes and stuff. And he was just a creep, right? He was, he was a weirdo. And it was, it was just, it was like borderline lewd. And that was part of his character. Well, now they're going back and they're editing that scene out. And I have no idea why, because he's grown as a character and you want him to be the good guy and you think that good guys can never have, there's, there's no, I don't know, it's like, it's so weird how all of these people want all of this nuance everywhere else, but when it comes to character, it's either or. It's just weird. He, that was part of his character development. He's a weirdo. He's a weird dude. That's how he's always been. But he doesn't fit their stereotype of what a good guy should be. Or they believe that you can't be the good guy unless you're all 100% good, which completely just, that invalidates everything ever about the human existence. It's just weird. 
You've seen that first season, right? He was a weirdo, Kane, right? He was a weird dude. So why edit that out? And apparently they're they're doing it. So if they're doing that, then what happens, you know, if you do like these patches, they com- they compared it actually to video games, which, you know, s- seems pretty accurate. And they were introducing it. They, they were comparing it to like the bug patches and all this stuff like, um, you know, for Call of Duty, if people were complaining about gun balance, then you could, you know, patch it, which this is obviously a little bit more exaggerated of that. But. They said that they did plan to, to retroactively edit. They did. They did a, an interview with Variety with Variety last month, and they confirmed that they were going to retroactively edit some of this. And that's just messed up. I just think that's so messed up. They said that um, Matt Duffer, one of the Duffer brothers, said, "quote We have George Lucas things also that people don't know about." And he. Like that, giving an example of Jonathan photographing Nancy, but there's they're like that's doesn't that affect continuity? I mean, it does. It's just weird. It's just I hope I hope it's not. I hope they really aren't like doing all of this stuff. But I hope no shows do it. But what a bad trend that could create, right? To re, could, to go back and retroactively edit. Can you imagine them trying to do that to say I don't know Blazing Saddles? They'd have to they'd have to edit out the whole damn movie. That was a hysterical movie, and it had a point. Mel Brooks was like, we're making fun of this stuff. But people today are stupid, so who knows, you know. We have our second hour on the way, and let me tell you what we got on deck. I have a question. It might be unpopular. Can someone explain to me why the Ukrainian president and first lady are doing photo shoots for Vogue and coming out with blacklists? I just got a question. It might be unpopular, but as always question everything that is at heart what it means to be limited government we've got that and a lot more on the way stick with us old routines die hard like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert well i discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy i need without all the caffeine and sugar super beats heart chews i just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let super beats heart chews do the rest i feel great about what i'm doing for my health Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Just today, I mean, the gun control bill, which passed because some Republicans voted for it, and I'm not, that's their business. I didn't vote for it. It cost $15 billion uh, just today. Just today, the Democrats, with Republican support, spent uh, $300 billion giving a subsidy to big tech. This is all outside our budget. And this, this money does not come from leprechauns. <laughs> and it's causing inflation. Doesn't come from leprechauns. You guys know who that is. That's Senator Kennedy from Louisiana. Welcome back to the program. Second hour of the radio broadcast which you can listen to Coast to Coast, and you can also watch a simulcast over on the first, YouTube or Facebook, as always. Dana Lash here, good to be with you. I uh, A few things I want to hit. 
got to talk about this Ukraine thing. I am loving the fact that The View is now trying to grovel for calling Turning Point USA Nazis. Because some apparently stooges decided to assemble outside of the summit. And they assembled outside. And so the women at The View said that they had accepted neo-Nazis in. And then TPOSA sent them a cease and desist. And now The View is scrambling. I mean, nothing good comes when you have a bunch of women sitting around the table running their mouths like that. I'm just saying. Just, (laughs) I can say because you can't. (laughs) And it's true. All right, so. I had to I had to touch on that. That was just so that was so malicious and so mean. Good heavens. It's not unlike listening to all my aunts sit at the table of my grandmother, although that was entertaining. It's the same thing. Someone thought, let's bring that concept and put it on television. It's still on. I don't know. I want to know what's happening with some of the images that I have been seeing regarding Vladimir Zelensky and his wife Elena. Now everybody's been following what is happening with Ukraine. I don't think that there is, well, except maybe for Putin, there's no one that agrees that Russia should have invaded Ukraine. I really bristle whenever I am met with criticism for asking questions about, for instance, why did they get rid of that one? They got rid of a prosecutor and a couple of other folks that had been uh, kind of clamping down on some corruption. I, if you criticize that or ask questions, you're met with, I guess you just support Russia then. If you ask, why is it that they're banning media, uh, a number of media outlets in Ukraine, then you're met with, why guess you support Russia then? You cannot, su- you cannot support Russia and also not support banning media. You realize this, right? These are, these are two different things. Now, I've been seeing these photographs. There was this, uh, I don't know, I guess it's like, they well, Vogue sent a photographer over there. And it had Zelensky and his wife, the first lady of Ukraine, in their compound. And they're doing these uh, photographs. The Telegraph quoted them, and that's a British paper, they said the Ukrainian president spoke candidly about missing his wife and family while revealing he was not focused on romance. The headline was something like the war is making our love stronger. The thing that got me, though, because at first I was like, OK, I you know, they're they're showing what's happening in a time of war. You know, I, I kind of get that right because it's you know, you're you're photographing these these people in you know their bunker during a time of war, these are just interesting photographs and it's an interesting story. You know, it's not like they're modeling, you know, multi, you know, like thousand dollar designer outfits. Oh, wait, here is this photograph. This is the one that got me. This is when I thought, um, this is a little weird. It is another image from the Vogue shoot. And she's in like designer wear in front of uh, graffiti and Ukrainian soldiers and in like a you know in, in front of destroyed property uh, like a, a I mean it just looks I mean she's in a she looks like she's on the front line in designer wear and that was when I went oh boy that's that's bad 
that is bad. That's that's really bad. That's when, because that is also a form of propaganda. This is, look, this is what, I really think this needs to be taught in J schools. And I think it needs to be taught in high schools. Propaganda isn't just what the bad guys use. Propaganda is a neutral. It is a, it's a, it's a style. It is a way of using a platform or distribution. And I knew Andy Leibovitz took these photos. I knew it instantly. She has a very, she has a hallmark style to her photos. But they, they had, they staged these photographs of the Ukrainian first lady in front of this, you know, these destroyed, you know, with the conscripts there. And, and it just is, dude, it's bad. But it is a, for, it's a form of propaganda. And I'm just, I've, it just makes me have questions. This is why I'm like, always question everything, which apparently it's not proper to do. You can't do that anymore. It's considered bad. Can't question everything because if you question things, that is even, it doesn't matter. It's not just the left that does this. It's the, and I've noticed this is more the neocon, right? And I'm using this word correctly. Unlike just like throwing it to everyone I disagree with on foreign policy. It is a little neocon but this is, it is a form of propaganda, and this can be used by right and left. I just think this is such bad taste. I'm not wrong in this, right? Am I the, I'm not, I am not the only person looking at these photos, right? Kane, what do you make of that? When you saw her in front of, in the designer stuff in yeah, front of the. Yeah, it's a little elitist to it's me. It's just so tone deaf. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're it's in like, a war. Yeah. So why pose that way? I don't get it. I just don't get it. I it's, it is I would be criticizing if it was Churchill you know after the blitzkrieg wearing a designer coat and using the backdrop of war for a fashion shoot I would have been equally critical right and I wonder if Vogue had set this up like they're like all right this is what we need we need just standing in front of this wreckage with some soldiers we need uh we need a couple of shots like that like, and they're just going along with yeah, it? Yeah, but they or? could have... I just think that's... I don't believe that. I don't believe that of them. I believe that they would have said, wait a minute, that's... This is a serious thing. This is war. I don't know, right? I know. I would hope that they would say that, but it appears they didn't. I'm... I'm just... I don't know. I'm... That's where I'm... I thought, oh my gosh, I just... This is just not good. It does not... I don't know. It's just very uncomfortable. Because it's, it's, you're in the middle of a war and it looks like, well, you remember that one, I think it was Vogue too. They had Carly Kloss and all these other supermodels and they were, it was like a fall issue of Vogue. And I want to say they were like trying to honor first responder. Let me look at this up. This was, uh, they had done a fashion shoot and they were using kind of, oh yeah, here it is. They were using sort of like the backdrop of, um, you know, uh, policing and, and, you know, first responders, et cetera, for this, uh, to show these, these clothing items and these photographs. And they received some criticism for that. Like that's, you know, this is, a, it, it's just in bad taste. 
it just seems it's just in bad taste and I, I just have questions. And I have questions about it also because of this other issue that is now making the rounds. There's apparently a blacklist that is going around. It's the uh, Newsweek published it. Uh, who else? Oh, my gosh. It's everywhere. So Ukraine, this is from Washington Examiner. They have labeled a number of Americans. They put them on a blacklist for, and accused them of Russian propaganda. Now, I don't like everybody on this blacklist. I'm going to be honest. But Rand Paul, Rand Paul is on this list. It was published July 14th, and it includes multiple high-level U.S. figures. Now, Tulsi Gabbard's on it. She's a Democrat from Hawaii. I don't trust her as far as I could throw her. She's also, was, she's also pro-assault weapons ban and everything else. I don't know why the right like, clamors to find their next you know, conservative Jesus, but it's not this. And there's, there are no, I mean, the fact that Rand Paul, Rand Paul just doesn't want unnecessary conflict without the involvement of any kind of American interest. I highly doubt that that is, that's not Russian propaganda. And you can't ask questions about it because then you're called pro-Russia if you ask questions about it. They have on there Glenn Greenwald, they've got Rand Paul, they've got a whole bunch of other folks on there. And the list, this plus this photo shoot coming at a time when they're asking for more money is just bad. It just looks bad. They, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of shocked about this. They said they list them as Russian propagandists. And they include other political figures, not just from the United States. Um, some of these, some of the ones from the United States, you know, they have a, a, a former senator. I think the biggest names on there, though, would be Rand Paul and uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald. And they have some economists on there. But good heavens. That's just, that's just not the, and I mean, they, it's, they have it. They have their, and for, all from their, their, their countries, they have their images up. They have, I, I'm just, I have got a lot of questions about this. You're issuing a blacklist of individuals that you're accusing of spreading Russian propaganda, either because they're criticizing the argument to involve NATO or the United States. I haven't seen, I don't know, maybe some of them, now some of the people like, you know, Tulsi Gabbard and others have said stuff that I'm like, eh, you know, I kind of scratch my head on that. But there's, you have to realize, what, what was I just telling you last hour about the retconning of Stranger Things, right? And the thing going around that they were going to remove this scene showing one of the main characters, Jonathan, taking these weirdo photos of Nancy from behind a bush. This idea that in order to be considered part of the good crew, you have to be completely blameless. That for that heroes or whatever have to be completely blameless. I'm not saying the Ukrainian government's a hero by any stretch of the word. What I'm saying is that they got problems. Okay? They are corrupt. It is myopic to say that Zelensky is not corrupt. It's not Russian propaganda. It would be absolute ukrainian propaganda to say that they're not corrupt there is corruption everywhere they're corrupt it literally we can't you can't simultaneously say that they're not corrupt and then also say 
Yeah, we completely support Donald Trump when he wanted to investigate what Joe Biden was doing with the corruption in Ukraine when he was talking about getting this one guy who was investigating the corruption that his son was involved in getting him out of out of his position. You realize that the whole conversation in modern era, at least from the last four years with Ukraine, began because Trump pointed out corruption with Ukrainian government. Right. So how are we now going to say that there's no corruption in Ukraine? It doesn't make sense. But of course, now, if you say it, then it's viewed as, well, I guess you just like Russia. No, we're just consistent. And we're following the truth that is known. I just think these photos are in poor taste. And I think it's in poor taste to start issuing a blacklist of American individuals, including lawmakers, like sitting senators, while demanding money. It's a bad look and a bad ask. We got more... If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. So, NASA is planning to find aliens using space time warped around the sun. Okay. The solar gravitational lens. It's a mission that offers, quote, capabilities that are unmatched for detecting extraterrestrial life, according to a study. I feel like this is how a horror film starts, but I'm here for it because in absence of smod, I feel like this might be the next best thing. Okay, so I'm, I'm okay. I'm here for this. Um, I, what is this? New York Times literally had a story about cannibalism. Like, in a good way. Here's the headline. Quote, Cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films, and shows suggest that the time is now. Can you stomach it? Um. We're supposed to eat bugs and humans now? What? Whatever happened to just, like, regular non-human meat? Or non-bug meat? What is wrong with people? They're, oh man, I'm telling you what, it's like, this is just getting really bad. Uh, Now there's a new study saying a highly potent weed is creating marijuana addicts worldwide. It's because the higher concentrations of THC, the part of the marijuana that makes you high, it's actually, they said that the higher the standard THC unit, it's actually the super high levels are apparently making some people dependent. And a, new, and a stupid study says just four drinks a week, a week changes your brain. I don't believe that either. Stay with us. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. 
it's almost impossible for us to know what the exact cost of the this like shift both legally and culturally but it's really hard for us to know what it is and it's hard for us to say that's exactly what was happening in Uvalde but it's likely that this is affecting the way that police do their jobs I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. The stigma and discrimination can be as dangerous as any virus and can fuel the outbreak. As we have seen with COVID-19, misinformation and disinformation can spread rapidly online. So we call on all social media platforms, tech companies, and news organizations to work with us to prevent and counter harmful information. That's uh, Dr. Tedros over at World Health Organization asking for governments to get involved in the censorship of social media platforms because of the monkeypox. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable Daria here, Dana Lash. My issue with this is that uh, that's not a I mean, obviously, that's not what the government does. But B, these people are ridiculous. They're absolutely ridiculous in the language Olympics that they are engaging in. They don't they don't want you to discuss some of the common denominators here with monkeypox. I mean, it's like it's behaving and it's spreading like it's an STD. It has to do primarily and you can get mad about it all you want to it has to do i mean really mainly with uh men and the gay men that's it that's who is most it looks like it's most uh, most affected by this but everybody is like so terrified to talk about oh my gosh i mean it's just you can't talk about it because it's bad or it's i i or you're you're going to be a bigot do you realize how bigoted it is to say that it's bigoted to note that it's only happening in like male gay communities that this is where the transmissions are going crazy and that it has nothing it has more to do actually it has everything to do with promiscuity and not orientation you can make that argument now who's the bigot now it's because people are acting like whores that's why be honest about it And it just happens to be that it's apparently getting the dudes, the gay dudes, stop being promiscuous. There you go. Why is that so bad? How is it shaming to say, you know what, if you engage in risky behavior, there might be a consequence. How dare you? If you eat five boxes of Twinkies a day, you may get fat. How dare you? There's no right to Twinkies, okay? No one wants to take responsibility for any action. So they're, everybody's engaging in the monkeypox monkey language Olympics. A friend of mine noted, because the, the myth or the, the talking points going around, and you heard from Dr. Tedros there, they're saying, well, the myth that sexual activity is the cause of monkeypox and that reducing it is a valid strategy for managing, you know, it doesn't make any sense. This is, they're acting like it's a, it's a smear of gay people. Yeah, have you seen, by the way, New York City's eligibility to get the vaccine for monkeypox? Do you know what the eligibility requirements are? Let me read it, okay? They said, quote, people who meet all of the below criteria are eligible to be vaccinated. 
are a gay, bisexual, or other man who has intercourse with men or who are transgender, non-conform, non-gender non-conforming, or gender non-binary. So, dudes, 18 or older, and have multiple or anonymous partners in the last 14 days. Now, here's the bold. If you do not meet these criteria, please do not make an appointment as you are not eligible to be vaccinated at this time. So it's dudes who have dude-on-dude relations. That's what the, that's, that's New York City. Don't get mad at me. Now, this is what the left wants to say. They want to say, well, you're just, you're just going after gay people. Well, actually, it's promiscuity within this community is what is actually the risk factor. But, I mean, oh my gosh. So they're engaging. Nobody wants to say it. Everybody's there. Nobody wants to engage in reality. So they're all playing the monkeypox language Olympics. And then and New York City has urged World Health Organization to rename monkeypox to avoid stigmatizing effects. Well, that'll make it go away. Right there. You just rename it and it goes away. First off, it's called monkeypox. I don't even know how it got that name. I just know it just came about. So who is this guy? Oh, Commissioner Ashwin Vassan. He wrote to Tedros. He wrote, he wrote a letter yesterday saying that he was concerned about how his city, again, is at the epicenter of a contagious disease. It's affecting the fabric of our community. And he writes this, quote, Further, we have a growing concern for the potentially devastating and stigmatizing effects that the messaging around monkeypox virus can have on vulnerable communities. And Vassan says he does not. Oh, boy. You ready for this sentence? Every, okay, first off, grab something and sit down. Ready? Okay, here we go. I can't believe this is part of my job. I have to read this sentence. This is the dumbest thing. This dumbest sentence ever. Vassan says that he has a, quote, serious concern over using the term monkeypox to refer to the virus due to, and these are his legitimate verbatim words from the letter, due to the painful and racist history associated with the name. Yeah. That's literally what he just said in his letter to the World Health Organization. Yeah. Did you get a, are you okay? We're all going to have, we're all going to have aneurysms from the level of stupidity coming out of New York's leadership. I, yeah. So we need to change the name because it's racist and bigoted with the racism and just, you know. I don't think racist came up with the name. Why is that? Can we just first of all talk about the risk factors and who we're getting it so we can tell people to stop getting it? No, you can't do that. You can't tell people to stop being promiscuous within a subsect community because that is targeting those people. Or it's just noting that that's where all the transmission is happening and stopping promiscuous. The vi- the virus is a racist. Did you know that, Kane? They the appear apparently it is. What? I don't know. That's what this guy's. That's crazy. I I don't know, man. This is also stupid. 
This is what happens when you politicize everything. Everything. Now you can't even have a conversation about 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 any of it. Let's just just be quiet. Don't say anything. Let's you know people just go and get sick. I guess I don't know. That's just it's crazy. They said that more than three thousand five hundred monkeypox cases have been confirmed by CDC in New York Leeds. They although they say that it's it's probably dra- dramatically undercounted because testing's limited. So to recap, you can't say that promiscuity within the gay male community is fueling the transmission increase because that's bigoted but new york city says that you can only get the monkeypox vaccine if you are a promiscuous gay male so there you have that right i mean i'm looking we're looking on the and if you're watching the simulcast of the radio program that is the screenshot from new york city health that is from their site so kane i'm confused um, I think that's, uh, that's by design. Yeah. The confusion is by design because then people can interpret it for themselves and then be divisive and fight about it. And I think that's all by design. And it's because they don't just say gay. They say they really multiple partners. And if you because if you're gay and you are monogamous, then you're not meeting the criteria. So it's if you're a whore. Stop it. I feel like Bob Newhart on that old SNL skit. Just stop it. But I can't stop it. Just just stop it. Stop engaging in risky behavior. Why is that so bad to tell people? Why is that bigoted? Because that's what's fueling this. Golly. Otherwise, if you're not a promiscuous gay male, then don't apply. Or if you're not promiscuous, don't apply. You're, you don't meet the criteria. That's what they say. So now we have the World Health Organization getting involved in this. Now, here's another quick thing. I mentioned the CDC a minute ago. They're getting grilled because they were, it, it was revealed that they didn't perform data analysis on their dosages of their therapeutics. Ron Johnson is demanding answers. They never conducted the, mandate, the mandated data mining analysis on reported adverse effects that followed the dosage, the doses. They are supposed to do that. You're supposed to perform a proportional reporting ratio or a PRR data mining analysis on a weekly basis to determine whether the amount of the reported adverse events following the administration of the coronavirus vaccine doses in the public vaccine adverse event reporting system or VAERS database is proportional to reported adverse events linked to the administration of other vaccines. They didn't do that. I mean, by the way, their opening procedure on their site, the VAERS site says that the CDC, quote, will perform PRR data mining on a weekly basis or as needed. They have not done any of it. And that was the CDC itself, Dr. John Sue, who actually said that he contradicted his agency's statement. It was a piece on Epic Times. And I am, what, what? <sighs> but trust, trust these people. Trust these people solely. I don't know. I got to go to break because this is so ridiculous. My head's spinning. I'm just, I'm just amazed at now at the level of ridiculousness that we are in in 
whether it's holding our, you know, these officials accountable or not even be able, not even being, being able to ad- you know, adequately say, this is how this virus is spreading. Stop engaging in this promiscuous behavior. You can't even say that. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. So you should consider wearing a mask when you're in a crowded indoor public place. These precautions add an extra layer of protection for you and for those around you. But the reality is that but the reality is that BA5 if you've had your injections, many of us are still going to get aren't COVID you supposed even to? Even if we take the precautions. Okay, then it, then then it's not a vaccine. You don't have any immunity. I I'm telling you, I can't. This whole thing of well, my my vaccine only works if you have your injection doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense at all whatsoever. I got more on that. I found this tweet this morning. I got to share it with you because I feel like this is like such the mindset for this. Also coming up, I just saw I saw this story story as well. Um, L.A. Times, their Latin America uh, beat. The criticism is Mexico City is being flooded by Americans, including legions of remote workers drawn by cheaper rents. And people are mad and they want them to leave. And oh, my gosh, we're in the upside down. We are. All right, let's kick it into some Florida Man. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Oh boy. All right, first up, Florida Man was arrested on a DUI charge after driving a scooter into Walmart shelves. Now, this is what amazes me. So this, this, this is in Melbourne, Florida. Um... Yeah, just the other day, just yesterday. 39-year-old man, he was driving a motorized scooter in a Walmart. And he had his open backpack sitting in the scooter basket. And there was clearly an open bottle of Smirnoff vodka visible. Now, he was apparently running into shelves and hitting other customers. And police said that the man had glassy eyes, smelled like alcohol, and was totally unresponsive when asked to show his ID and had to be taken to the police car on a stretcher. Yeah. He was booked in Brevard County Jail on charges of DUI, refusal with prior citation, disorderly intoxication, possession of an open container. He was in a Walmart. So you can... Now, wait a minute. Hold up. If you're in a store and you're on like a little scooter, you know that even if it's not your scooter, you get on the scooter in the store. Can you get a DUI in the... You're not on... You're in the store aisle. I mean, he shouldn't have been drunk and doing, you know, obviously, because he had to get there, didn't he? But I'm amazed at that. Can you really? Is that a real thing? You can do that? I'm just, so if you're on anything motorized, right? Or like a lawnmower in a store, in a store. Okay, I got it. I I did not know that. Not that I was planning on it. I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. I just thought you had to be like on the road. I think you get a DUI on a horse too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think, I think you I've can heard that, also. That one. I just didn't know that it was applicable also to a, a store aisle. That's what I, I didn't know. Okay, so um, a Florida man drives a stolen truck to Space Force Base to warn of a battle between aliens and dragons. Real at Brevard County. 
The man called it a mission from the President of the United States. According to WESH Channel 2 News, 29-year-old Corey Johnson stole a Ford F-150 from Riviera Beach three days before he drove to Patrick Space Force Base. He tried to get on the base. He claimed that the president told him, in his mind, that he needed to take the vehicle and warn government officials that there were you that there were aliens here in the United States fighting Chinese dragons. He was arrested and booked into jail, Brevard County Jail. He was also charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle. His bond set at three thousand, three thousand dollars. Oh, I mean, he really was. Th- he really thought that there was. Okay, I mean. All right, I, I see it. Uh, good heavens. Let's see. We also have, oh my gosh. We had the, uh, I think we've had a story like this before. Yes, we have. Let me pass this up. Oh boy. No, I can't read this one. No, 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 no. Why is it that when people get busted for drugs, and especially when you have like um, canine units, that show up, you think that you're going to be creative in hiding the drugs? So two Florida women were arrested on multiple charges, and one of the women got a little extra charge because they had meth. And the women who have been since booked, one of them decided to hide her meth in a place only women have. And it was totally found, and she totally got another charge. Stick with us. He continues to drive forward with what so far have been historically fast, aggressive, high interest rate increases. So if it's not going to help bring down a lot of the prices in our economy, what it can do is actually pitch this economy into a recession. So I think that that's something the Fed should consider, and I think they should moderate this aggressive attack. Oh, boy. Elizabeth Warren. She does love inflation. Yay, let's spend more for basic things. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Now, we got some breaking news uh, because the it just came out, I mean, literally minutes ago. The Fed has hiked rates another 75 basis points. Recession warnings are flashing. The Federal Open Market Committee, the panel of Fed officials responsible for monetary policy, said they're going to boost the central bank's central bank's baseline rate interest rate by 0.75 percentage to a range of 2.25 to 2.5 percent. So they've now hiked interest rates by 75 basis points twice over the past two months, which, of course, is going to slow the economy. It's throttling the housing market. Stock values affected. Obviously, you're going to see some layoffs. So far, they haven't done anything with inflation. Uh, consumer prices have risen 9.1% annually. Now, we're going to get more on that consumer price index on Friday. So we're expected to get that on Friday. Now, Jerome Powell and others, now he's the Fed chair, have insisted they're going to do whatever it takes to bring inflation back down towards the 2% annual target, even if it means higher unemployment and a potential recession in the short term. <sighs> but they said... That it's this is he said last month the process was likely highly likely to involve some pain. Oh boy! Now this is all like I said this just came in uh, just a just a couple of minutes ago. 
the next time we'll hear from them will be in September. Where we're going to probably see this again. I mean, that's what we're, I think at this point, that's what we will, Kane. I think we will see them. I think we will see another increase. I don't see how. Um, this, and I'm looking as all of this, I'm looking at all of this comes in. So now the, 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 it's 2. 2.25, 2.5%. That was, I mean, they were expected it was going to be 75, uh, the raise, a, a basis point hike. And this has been the largest one right after the other, back to back since eighties after because of Carter. Oof, oof. Now, what are we gonna what are we gonna expect in September? That's the other thing. I mean, we're we gonna have slower hikes in September. What are we gonna have? So, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see Friday. Woo boy! Buckle your seatbelts. Trying to tackle inflation, but it, this is. Man, man, man. So this is going to, uh, yeah, this is like, I, I mean, this is going to, this is going to be a huge gut punch to the economy. So here we are. We knew, we knew it was coming. We knew this was going to be a bad, a bad week um, for U.S. economics. We knew this was going to be a bad week. Man, by the way, what a time, if you're an economics student, if you're majoring in that, what a time to, to be a student and watch all of this happen live. This is like, yeah, this is the most intense since the 80s. That's, I mean, that's what this is. So here we'll, I, we're processing all of this as it comes in. And I'm just, they said that the, uh, this plus the, cons- I had a whole bunch of things on consumer confidence. Where's my thing on, it, the headline was ice cream. But it it was hitting. It was consumer con uh, consumer confidence in a whole sec a whole bunch of different sectors. But the point is that that plus the slowing home sales, uh, obviously, yes, the economy has has weakened. One of the things that we didn't get into with Charles Payne, who was on earlier uh, in the program, and you can go and find that our discussion. It was really good. We also talked about ESG too and SEC working to implement to push that as and make that kind of mandatory. Uh, you can find that on Facebook and YouTube. But the uh, yeah, it's up there on it's up there now. Juan says it's up on YouTube and Facebook. But the uh, jobs too. What is this going to do for? Because we we went from the administration going, oh well, we can't be in a recession because look at all the jobs that are available. But they were not. There were there was the labor participation. The labor participation rate was. I can't remember what it was. Super. It was low. It was like not. Well, it's lower now than it was pre-pandemic. Right. So we are like 63.9% labor rate participation in 2019. And now we're at 62.4% as yeah. of end of June. So it's lower now than it was pre-pandemic. He didn't create even a single but, job. Yeah, and when, and when you don't, when you have people who are not in those jobs, they are not creating. They are not adding to GDP that you can't count that. You can't just count the existence of something if it's unfilled and no one's there actually contributing. That doesn't make any sense. How do, can I just add, how do kids learn today? Because that kind of, those kind of remarks come from people like Janet Yellen, who's the treasury secretary. How in the hell are you a student of economics at at a university and you're getting this type of stuff from people who are in these positions because they are supposed to be experts or some of the best in their field and they're saying this type of garbage. You would get an F on a test if you had answered as such. How in the hell do kids learn today? Just mind-boggling. These are the same people that told us inflation was transitory last year. 
Yeah, that, oh, well, it's got to get a little bad and then it'll get good. That's not how it works either. That's why I did the mean girl thing. The mean girls thing where it's at, where it's like, oh, yeah, where when Lindsay Lohan gives, uh, when Katie Heron gives Regina George those Swedish weight gainer bars and Regina George is like, Katie, these bars are garbage. I'm just gaining weight. She's like, no, that's just water weight. That's how it works. You know, you, you bloat and then boop, you drop the weight just like that. It's that's that's the argument. It's the Mean Girls argument. Oh my gosh, this is just crazy. Okay, so this is the new benchmark rate. I'm sure the this is why I'm glad I'm not in Wall Street too, because I would not want to be in Wall Street on a day like today. I would imagine they're they'll do the same thing. In September, I can't see now. Here we go. Associated Press is already out there. Oh boy, we gotta we gotta push this, guys. We gotta. The economy shrinking for two consecutive quarters would meet a long-standing assumption for when a recession has begun. But with the U.S. adding, here we go, here we go. Kane, you ready for this? But with the U.S. adding 2.7 million jobs over those same six it months, economists say that that wouldn't mean a recession has started. Nothing was added. Actually, ACK. S-H-U-L-L-Y, actually. (sighs) Man. Now, on top of this, you have the administration moving on student loans. Let me pull this up because I... This just also popped up. Everybody was wondering what they were going to do. He's going to, he's expected to, he's making a decision on student loans, trying to, they're going to determine whether they're going to extend the quote unquote pause on student loan payments or whether they're going to forgive them either altogether or to a certain point. Um, Corinne Jean-Pierre had said that he's going to make a decision and that he had said that uh, last week that the end of August, he told, she told she noted that he had told media last week that he was going to make a decision by the end of August. That was his timeline. And that is the extended pandemic uh, moratorium on student loans. And in fact, let me pull this up. I think, too, uh, NBC had reported with this student loan servicers were told not to contact borrowers as payment pause deadline nears. So the pause on those repayments that was extended to into August, that's his timeline to decide whether or not, you know, he's going to forgive. Some people were saying that there's the possibility of a $10,000 forgiveness per borrower or something like that, which is where, so you're meaning that people are just going to eat money that, that because how do you, can you imagine doing that on a bill you owed? What if you, what if you had uh, some, uh, I don't know. What if you what if you had a, a car you take your car in to get it fixed and you just tell the mechanic, well, you know, you're just going to have to eat, you know, X amount percentage of this uh, of what I owe you, you know, loan forgiveness. I, I oh, my gosh, things cost money. That's a significant if they even if they do that, that's going to be another that's that's a lot of money when you think of it. <sighs> so here we are. And. Wall Street Journal was the one to first report that loan servicers were were told to not contact borrowers. Boy, oh boy, it's going to be a mess. It's getting messier. And I I mean, I'm almost without 
without words man this is gonna it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be even rough going into holiday retail consumer all of that i'm just like looking out further yeah what'd you say i'm sorry i'm just saying i could have predicted this because coming up is obviously midterms they need some sort of positive to rally the younger voters because they're falling off of biden right now and so they need something so they're gonna they're starting with this which is just you know hey don't contact the borrowers yet but I think it's going to lead into some sort of forgiveness because this is, I mean, that it's they buy votes by doing things like this. Hmm. So I'm not surprised to hear it. Yeah, no, I'm not at all surprised to hear this. Uh, well, we, we've known that that's, we've known that that was going to be coming. Uh, so we'll, and that we're all, and we're seeing all of the media outlets now, New York Times, AP, I was just telling you, uh, Politico also. They are really working overtime to, I just saw another thing from uh, Politico, which is why I noted this, to redefine what a recession is. So if you can't, if they won't, if they won't identify it as being that, then you're not, then you're not, you're going to act as though it is, that's not the situation that we are in economically and that's going to make it worse. I, this is all just a, a this is just a mess. It's all remember. It's tra- it's just transitional. It's just transitional. It's just it's just transitional. That's all it is. Except it's not, not at all. Now, and then I just saw this headline too. CNBC: The CBO estimates deaths will outpace births by twenty forty three. Yay! Where's Smod? We just wrap this up. Where's Smod at? I feel like I need to give you something happy. I can't leave this segment with it being bad. Oh my gosh, I can't. I need something. I got. We got headlines coming up, but I feel like I need something happier. Uh, no, that's not a happy headline. Oh my gosh, that's not. Uh, well, this isn't happy either. The, I don't. Oh, the aliens thing was the best, the happiest thing that I had. Somebody found a hundred and seventy carat pink diamond in Angola. Is that kind of happy? It's weird, right? No, no. Okay. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So I, I, I've got to lighten it up because it was his heavy. First off, here's a tweet from Conan O'Brien: The White House now says it's only a recession if you see a salamander wearing a top hat. It's true. Uh, AP in North Carolina: A sheriff says that a woman who was intent on revenge set fire to the wrong house. Ooh, boy, North Carolina woman apparently seeking revenge on her ex-boyfriend tried to set fire to his house, except Rowan County Sheriff's Office said that it was the wrong house. I'm sh- I wonder if the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, watched her burn the wrong house, like, from his window. They said the homeowner went to get a garden hose. He saw burning pieces of wood, which she had set around a propane tank. The hose didn't work because she had used sealant to block the flow of water. He actually grabbed his rifle and confronted her. She was holding one of his dogs on a leash. Oh, my gosh. So she's charged with felony, first-degree arson, assault with a deadly weapon, larceny of an animal. Bond is set at six figures. Uh, The house got $20,000 in damage. That's insane. So I was telling you about that diamond. A big pink diamond was discovered in Angola, the largest in 300 years, 170 carats. They think it's the largest gemstone found in 300 years. It's called the Lula Rose, and it was found at a diamond mine, and the diamond mine's owner is the Lucapa Diamond Company. They announced this Wednesday. I've never even heard of a, a pink diamond. 
I've never even heard of that. What makes it pink? I'm interested. I don't want to get into, into too deep into geology, but I do think it's, you know, it's interesting. Okay, this is freaky. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I have aliens. I don't know. Baffled scientists have discovered perfectly, and I mean perfectly aligned holes that look like they were punched into the ocean floor 1.7 miles below the surface of the Atlantic Ocean. They look like it's like a human, like a... It's just really hard to think that it's it's in a straight line. Each of the holes are like the exact same measurement. It is it's in a perfectly straight line to make a straight. I mean, it's just it's wild. Uh, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Ocean Exploration Group that's a big name posted this on their Facebook page. And they said, we observed these sublinear sets of holes in the sediment. They've been previously reported in the region, but their origin remains a mystery. That's creepy. Maybe the aliens can come and save us from ourselves. Stick with us. We got more in store. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. Completely wrong. I'm not anti-gun but I'm anti-military style weapons that it blows my mind away that an 18 year old kid can walk in and buy an AK-15 automatic weapon. Oh my gosh. It makes no sense. Zero. Well, first off, so this is Indianapolis Colts general manager, Chris Ballard. Welcome back to the program. I'm Dana Lash. Ballard was asked about this. I don't know, like some training camp presser. And this is a absolutely moronic soundbite. Um, first off, just to clarify, um, AK-15s are real. That is an actual rifle. It's a full auto. It's a Kalashnikov. It's a full auto rifle, and they do exist. But it's an it's a full auto, and you. I don't really think you can even get them here. Uh, because you have to, you would have to import it from from Russia. I don't even think that you can get them here. Um, it is, but and an eighteen year old cannot just walk in and buy an NFA item. NFA refers to National National uh, Firearms Act, um, and that's you've had a number of different bills that have passed. You've had something that passed in the '30s, something in the '60s. You've had the thing in the the '80s. You've had the Brady. Um, he doesn't know this. He's, you know he doesn't. You know that he has no idea what he's talking about and he's just confusing it with the AR-15. That's embarrassing. Nobody, nobody's going out and buying an, an AK-15. It is actually a real, it's a real rifle. Um, I mean, it's not something that I don't think people are familiar with because, again, you got to have, it's an NFA item. I was looking to see because I know that the Biden administration was like trying to restrict imports for certain uh, rifles uh, and uh, pistols. And I was looking at that because, you know, uh, you have Benelli, you have Glock, all this stuff. But yeah, it's an actual it's a AK-15 is a real thing. It's just it's it's a it's a new it's newer, but it's a Kalashnikov. It's a it's a real it's a real rifle. But you can't have an 18 year old that just nobody goes in and does that. Jeez, this is so stupid. It it is it's dumb, 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 dumb. But that's uh, what's his name? Chris Ballard, Indianapolis Colts. 
<sighs> these people. I These people should not... I don't go, look, I don't tell him how to do his job, but so he needs to not sit here and lecture everybody else on what they can and they can't have. I also think that the national fire, I think that having to get a tax stamp just to have something is stupid, but that's a whole other discussion, but they do exist. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I I know people, they, because they haven't heard of it there or they think that he's confusing it with the AR, AK and AR different platforms. I don't want to get into all the technical stuff. You don't care about that. Just know that he's confused and he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. That's bottom line. Good heavens. These people are so... It just It's just... It's like the dumbest people get, get the loudest. They just... They have the loudest voices. Like I just... Right as this... Right as I saw this soundbite, I saw this headline from ABC. They're like saying this like, like it's a bad thing. They go... Gun manufacturers have made more than $1 billion from selling AR-15 style guns over the past decade. And for two companies, those revenues have tripled over the past three years, according to a House investigation. What, where, what's, and? This is bad, how? Good heavens. Okay, so quick thing, I wanted to come back to this. I'm going to take you back all the way to my first hour real quick. When we had the headline about tony dow i told her i was going to bookmark this and come back to it i am fascinated by how in the hell this happened did you guys hear you guys heard the story right so yesterday because it was on his facebook page it was his official facebook page it was posted that he had died that tony dow had died that's what and his uh Management said his wife believed that her husband was gone and sent that message to his team, according according to an updated Facebook. This is a horrible updated Facebook post. They said this is what they said. The the Facebook post said, "Quote: This morning, Tony's wife Lauren, who was very distraught, had notified us that Tony had passed and asked that we notify all his fans. As we are sure you can understand, this has been a very trying time for her." We have since received a call from Tony's daughter-in-law stating that while Tony is not doing well, he has not yet passed. His son and his daughter-in-law have also been by his side comforting him. We'll keep you posted on any future updates. I, I do. I do. I mean, I understand it's very trying, but that's something that you want to be super sure of. And I. I. I just don't know how that can be confused. Do you just think that someone's gone and you rush to notify Facebook? I don't know. Kane, do you, have you an experience with that? I don't know how. I mean, he was in hospice, so I imagine yeah. he had some sort of machine hooked up to him at home that monitored his heart rate and stuff. So maybe somebody kicked the plug out of the wall and it would just be, it was doing that maybe, and that's what she thought. I have no idea. This is really confusing I oh wait a minute it's not that easy as just walking past and tripping over a plug i don't know i mean is it that easy to mistake someone for dead i mean wouldn't you like put a mirror up to their nose first <laughs> i don't i'm not trying i just don't know how you can yeah or feel for a pulse i just i, I mean you're 
the first thing would be to go to... And then wouldn't you administer life-saving techniques if you feared that someone because had just died? Normally, when you when it's like a celebrity, Kane, how long is it? Like It's usually the next day that you hear it, yeah. right? Yeah. People kind of make sure. Yeah. It's like the next day. I just... I... I don't know. I just thought that was very odd. This is, I just wanted to come back to that because I just don't know how one can be mistaken in such a very serious turn of events, you know, that, and then you come back, you know, an hour or so later, wait, wait a second, after it's already gone out. Because do you get, how does that work the second time? I don't want to be mean, but yeah, when it really happens, now it's for real. Like how you kind of get, with the headlines, don't you kind of get one shot? You know what I mean? To make the... I'm not trying... This is a weird news day. It's depressing economically. There's nothing good happening with headlines. I'm lightening the mood, okay? I just think that it's a little difficult. You know, if you already kind of flub the, the, the first announcement, is it going to have that same impact again? Now, this time it's for real. No, he's really gone... I mean... I don't know, man. Now, I read this other article. This is actually depressing, too. I don't know if I want to share this. Do I? It's the the rock music one. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Where it's the... You want to hear it? Oh, gosh. <sighs> this summer marks the twilight of classic rock. Do you remember when uh, Rolling Stone had the headline that Trent Reznor saved rock and roll? No, he didn't. Because I, it really is. Where where is it now? I but I will say I read this whole piece, and the one thing that I will, that I do like about this, is that they said that rock and roll because they're talking about all of these whether it's Paul McCartney, Bob Dylan, Pete you know Townsend, Roger Daltrey, all you know the Who, all this, all these other they're all. They're all older. And they said that even the new generation of rock and roll, I mentioned Reznor, Metallica, Dave Grohl, Eddie Vedder, they're over 50. And there's not really anybody who can fill stadiums like all these cats, right? That's not to say that there's not some talented musicians out there, but rock and roll... Now, I I do like this quote that was in the piece. And this is the thing that I I think really is just the core of the piece. They said that rock and roll is a great formula for young people seeking a creative outlet. So I don't think it will die out. All of the great old stuff is still there in Spotify and Apple Music to listen to and inspire new generations of discontented youth, which is where rock music comes from. That's a good point. So that's, there will be a resurgence. I just don't know how long it'll take. And I would, I would hope that it's with Gen Z because I feel like they're more capitalist and a little bit more conservative. So you're going to get like some real true punk out of that. So that, you know, that would be nice. But I don't know. That was, I don't have any other light, light headlines. Everything else is serious and doom and gloom, Kane. When you think of classic rock, quote unquote, who do you think of? Oh, gosh. Um, like CCR and um, 
Yeah, so like the 70s. Eagles, yeah, the so I think 70s, 70s into rock. the 80s yeah. rock. I don't think 80s rock is classic rock. I well, think of 70s, 70s and earlier. Some of the Eagles earlier. would be in the 80s, but I'm I'm kind of concerned about what Gen Z and the Alphas now, what they're calling the generation after, because we have to start over now. It's at Alpha. We already hit Gen Z, so now it starts over to Alpha. Uh, what they consider classic rock, which kind is of like the same, but Pearl my kids- Jam and Nirvana and stuff like that, that's classic rock to them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I never... I didn't dislike Nirvana. I just have a hatred for just power chord. Um, it's an unpopular opinion. I, but I insist that my kids had a good musical diet. I, it was one thing I insisted on. They were immediately exposed to very good music from the early stages of life. And we always had music in the house. You know, I still play a lot of music. We always, you know, have music going on. Um, and my son can he he we got he got a guitar for Christmas a number of years ago. You don't consider like Pantera, Megadeth, Metallica to be classic rock? Uh not not rock so much as maybe metal, but you don't say classic metal. Do you? That's not a phrase. I've never said it. I've never said yeah. Well if you haven't said it, then it doesn't exist. <laughs> but you look at I look at like A C D C those those bands that's back classic. in the day. Yeah, that's classic. Those bands back in the day were considered metal ish. They were you know what I mean? Um, I don't get that. Me neither. But metal has totally evolved since then. But these, the newer generation, they look at the bands that we consider just straight rock bands as you know classic, either classic metal or classic rock. And that's uh, uh, I'm getting old. Golly. Uh, so to switch gears here, quick headline: Governor DeSantis is. St- Standing against ESG. I saw this coming in. This where I want to make sure I get this right. This is from uh, one media outlet. Apparently, they are uh, pushing back. They're they're the state board of administration fund. They he announced that the state board of administration fund managers will not be allowed to use political factors when using and directing the state's money, and they manage the pension funds. So they're very pointedly excluding the consideration of ESG, which I think, honestly, at this point, you, I kind of want to hear from everybody. I want to hear from everybody on that. I want to hear from all of the, uh, all of the, the governors on this. Listen to the Dana show live on the Odyssey app weekdays, noon to 3 PM Eastern time. Here's the bottom line. When my predecessor got COVID, he had to get helicoptered to Walter Reed medical center. He was severely ill. Thankfully, he recovered. When I got COVID, I worked from upstairs at the White House and the offices upstairs and uh, for the, that five-day period. The difference is vaccinations, of course. Well, I'll, I have I made of comments. That was from the president's remarks uh, just a little earlier in the Rose Garden. Well, actually, this morning, late this morning, early afternoon in the Rose Garden. Here's the difference, though. First off, Trump wasn't vaccinated. Biden was. So the vaccination status had nothing to do with contraction or not contraction. You can get it when you're vaccinated. You can get it when you're unvaccinated. The vaccine is a therapeutic. It doesn't bestow immunity. Therefore, it doesn't prevent transmission. Number one. Thanks for proving that to us, Biden. We were talking about the timeline of when the vaccine became available for Trump to get and at what point he contracted 
coronavirus. Number two, it was an entirely different, more virulent strain because as more and more people had natural immunity, um, the strains, the subsequent strains of the virus began, they lost their strength. They lost their virulence. They ended up, you, you, you started from something that was more severe to something that now mimicked cold symptoms. So he omits that. And number three, boy, he sure as hell would know a thing about being airlifted seeing as he left 13 Marines in Afghanistan behind, you know, if you want to have a discussion of airlifting. So there's my points. I just I had to put that out because that's that sound by aggravated me. It, it, the bottom line is it didn't didn't bestow didn't bestow immunity. So there there it is. He's still and you could sit and he and Trump recovered without it. Yeah. So there you go. You know, I'm just saying. And he also doesn't fall down going up steps. And I mean, do we does he really want to have that conversation? I'm just you know we're just wondering. All right, can't, you were going to say something. What? Yeah, no, 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 I just you know on that he recovered quicker. Mm-hmm. Trump used the monoclonal antibodies, mm-hmm. which, by the way, this administration halted for a lot of states in the beginning, even though it was proven to be effective. Um, so, yeah, pleased with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there you have it. All right. So tomorrow we get the <sighs> GDP numbers. It's going to be in the morning. And then we got CPI coming in on Friday. So we're I'm going to lighten it up for you. Uh, you can trust on that. It's not going to be all doom and gloom. Today in Stupidity came. All right, have two contrasting pieces of audio from Dr. Fauci. Him claiming he didn't recommend locking anything down. And oh, then, really? And then flashback audio proving him wrong. Well, you know, again, it's uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. You're, you're, you're asking me questions. Really? You're talking about well, the let's CDC. Hear this. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Oh, boy. This is why we don't trust these people. Exactly. They've been lying from the beginning. But you all knew that. That does it for us today, ladies and gents. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter. I always send stuff out, and we'll have some stuff for you breaking down uh, all these numbers that are going to be coming out in what's being called the Category 5 of Storms Economic Week. And you can also find our interviews, our discussion earlier with Charles Payne on our YouTube page and on Facebook official Dana Lash. Have a great night. I'll be back behind the mic with you tomorrow.